Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Amen. Amen. Tonight, I want you to go to 2 Peter with me. You're awesome, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Man, that looks amazing. Boy, I tell you, audio, video, crew, my man. Glory to the Lamb, a million-dollar look. Hallelujah. Second uh, Peter 1, and uh, we're going to read verse 2 through 4. Hallelujah. I pray that everyone, it's good to see y'all tonight, and I pray that today as well. Uh, continue to pray for me. I, I was moving all day, and I, 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 I'm trying to move and still do meetings, and then with four kids and so God is faithful, amen. But I, I really want to go somewhere tonight, and I believe that God wants to help us to understand. And I'm going to start, I want to start tonight, I want to talk about being in Christ, okay? Being in Christ. And I'm going to talk about in Christ, okay? And so I want us to understand and really walk down some pathways of understanding what it means and how to interpret in uh, uh, being in Christ, okay? Second uh, Peter one, uh, two through four. Somebody read that for me. Now I want you to read verse four again, but I want you to read it real sweet and nice and 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 impactful. You ready? Verse four. Go for it. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Y'all can be seated if you like. No, I, I, I'm going to be seated too. Amen. Boy, that looks good. All right, I'm going to stop saying that. Hallelujah. Wow, Jesus. I'll tell you what, I might stand standing. I got the, got the iPad right here. Hallelujah. <laughs> My man. Glory to God. Now, I want you to understand what, what's going on here, all right? Now, we're talking about growing in Christ and learning how to navigate and being in Christ. Now, I want you all to realize that the body of Christ right now, the body, the, the, and I'm not going to say the body, the, the, the individuals in the church who are believers have not learned how to the language or the pathway of walking in the spirit okay and so we have to understand that there is a there's a spirit teaching spirit language that we have to learn how to get used to and 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 get accustomed to okay and what i mean by spirit language spirit teaching it, it means that we don't have to go back to the elementary precepts to get a person uh, to understanding what god is trying to navigate in spirit okay there in spirit teaching is talking about things in spirit. When you're talking about things in the natural, that's natural teaching. OK, and so the Bible, God always, excuse me, Paul always used to address the church. He said, hey, I'm trying to educate you guys on spirit teaching, but you keep making me <laughs> give you messages on milk, which is carnal matters. OK. And so when we're talking about in Christ, I want you all to really understand. Now, he's addressing something here. Verse four, whereby giving us exceeding great precious promises 
that by these we may be partakers of his divine nature. We might be partakers of his what? Divine nature. So there's a divine nature and there's a carnal nature. Okay? We were never called to live out of the natural nature. We know that because the Bible told, Jesus said, listen, there are things that are common to man. But we wasn't called to live in the commonality of carnality. I call it commonality of carnality because the common is carnal. We was called to live in the divine nature. Okay. And so now I want you to look at this. Having escaped the, the corruption that is in the world through lust, which means you escape it when you learn how to live in the divine nature. Which means by default, living in the divine nature helped you escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. Okay? So how do we escape the carnal nature? By living in the divine nature. Okay? You, you, you escape the carnal nature by learning to live in the divine nature. Okay? Which means if I don't understand how to live in divine nature, I can't, I can't escape the, the corruption that is in the world through lust. Okay? Now, he starts, uh, Peter starts out saying, grace and peace be multiplied to, unto you through the knowledge, grace and peace. Grace and what? If you grow in God, you, these are the two things that you're going to grow in. You're going to grow in grace and you're going to grow in peace. Because if you learn how to walk by in grace, the grace of God, you're going to you should have peace. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind. So if I'm really living from the grace of God, I should be living from the peace of God. Ah, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so there are some battles that we have not learned how to express the grace of God and live in the nature of the grace of God in. And when you're not living from that grace place, you're living from the corrupt carnal place. Okay. And, and he just said that's where lust and corruption and you can't escape that if you haven't learned how to live in the divine place. Okay. So the divine nature Listen, you are more divine than you are natural. It's your mind, watch this, it's your knowledge and your it's the knowledge that you have that's keeping you from understanding what you have. Okay? Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the what? Ah, so how is grace and peace multiplied? Oh, so you got to know something. So grace and peace be multiplied through the knowledge of God, which means <laughs> it's multiplied when you know. I, 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 listen, I, I, out of all the things that we do that's spiritual, I want you all to understand something. Because I, I want to help believers understand we like to do spiritual things with no content, with without coming into the knowledge of what we, what's really happening, okay? And, and the reality of it is you cannot practice where you don't know. 
a, a lot of believers right now are in battles or in stresses or in things that that it, the problem is not what the devil is doing. I, Christians always look at me funny when I say that the problem is not what the devil is doing. The problem is, is where our knowledge is, lies. Does that make sense? There are times I'll, I'll minister to people over the phone and, and, and they're, they're in ministry. They're doing things. And sometimes I, I, I recall just a couple of weeks ago, somebody was dealing. They felt like a witch was doing something with their mind. After after I'm talking to, and talking to them and I help, I'm talking now and I'm helping them to understand that they have no authority over your mind. So the, re, the freedom that she got when she got off the phone, who freedom did she walk in? She walked in my knowledge. <laughs> she walked in the revelation and the grace into a knowledge. Does that make sense? Because I understand the altar of what she's dealing with. If, and I, so one will be manipulated where they don't understand what they're dealing with. Now, let me ask you, what did, could it be the witch had authority over her? Ah, what happened? The knowledge. So the lack of knowledge gives you access, it opens you to spiritual access. You know why? Because it, it, it uses your emotions. It uses your, uh, uh, um, your, the cracks in your you. So this is why learning and coming into the knowledge of the truth is very important. Does that make sense? So he wanted us to grow in the grace and the peace in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, according to his divine power, uh, had given us unto us all things pertaining, pertaining to what? Life and godliness. So the power had given unto us all things. Sometimes we read too fast, God. We, we, we got to slow down and read it, okay? The power has given us, unto us, all things pertaining unto life and godliness through knowledge of him who hath called us to glory and virtue. Are y'all catching this? So I, I, can, I, I have life. And I can walk in godliness through the power. Are y'all catching this? But the power can't come outside of the knowledge. So, so I have to come into the knowledge of God. Amen. Now what's stopping us from coming into that divine nature? Go to 1 John 3 really quickly. Go to 1 John 3 and we're going to read verse 2 through 6. Actually, we're going to read verse 2 and 3 just for a second. Somebody read that for me. First John 3 and verse 2 and 3. Uh-huh. Ah, stop right there. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we what? Well, what we shall be. But 
we will know that when he is what? So we don't know what we should be. So how, when will we know? Ah, when he's revealed. We shall be like him for we shall see him. Which means I don't know him as he is. See, my lack of knowledge is the lack of knowing God as he as he is. And when I come into knowing him as he is, there is nothing that the adversary can do. So what is the adversary using against me? <laughs> That's making me not become who I am because I must believe who he is to know who I am. It's not yet revealed who I am because I must see him as he is, which means the mu as much as I see him as he is, as much as I am revealed. Ah. Are y'all catching this? So, and it is, has not yet been revealed what we shall be. So how many of you know all that you're supposed to be? Not yet. Why? Because we will know when he is revealed. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, how many of you think that you got to wait to see him? You know, I heard, uh, I heard a guy tell me the other day, not the other day, a while ago. He said, listen, God haven't revealed himself to us yet. Ah, excuse me. God haven't revealed all of, of himself yet. No, that's not true. God has revealed all himself. The problem is not God. The problem is man. Are y'all catching me? The problem is not God. The problem is man. God has revealed himself. But we will be revealed as much as we see him as he is. How many of y'all getting that? Through the? Uh, yes, sir. So what's holding me back? Seeing him as he, ah. <laughs> See, sometimes we think, we think, we think in ways as if uh, um, there's uh, so much more that we have to do. And it's not, it's not so. We think that it's so much things that we're behind and it's not so. God is just wanting you to be revealed. And the more that you know he is, the more that you have the confidence in what he is, and you walk in that. There is so much that the body of Christ have to learn, especially when it comes to God, especially when it comes to enemies, especially even when it comes to the blood. And I'm not going to deal with that tonight because I really want to touch on that, but I'm not. Because we think that the blood of Jesus is, is keeping us from devils. But that's not what the scripture said. I told you, let me back out of there. <laughs> Real me and help me, help me, help me. Glory, glory. We're going to get there. Mm -hmm. All right. Glory to God. So the divine nature that we walk in is accordance in accordance to our knowledge of God. The divine nature that we walk in is in accordance to the, our uh, uh, knowledge and knowing of God. 
with all thy getting get what? Understanding, which means God don't want you without understanding. Stop just getting. I want you to under. Most believers don't critically think. That's how we become religious. Because we do things out of operation that we don't understand. Okay. This is why it's very important for us to ask the right questions to get the right answers. <laughs> let me tell you, let me give you a secret. What if you were just one question away from your answer? The problem is you're just not asking the right. Because the Bible says seeking your knocking the door will be. So would it, could it be that what my, my problem is my seek? What am I seeking? And why am I finding what I'm finding? Uh, ah, does that make sense? All right. Any comments, questions so far? Uh, I have an example. In, I was a Tuesday that part-time called me back, and I had got settled where I was used to being off. Mm -hmm. And I and uh, I said, "Boy, I don't want to go back." I prayed over it. I'm listening to you. I'm pulling something up. Uh -huh. Prayed over it and everything, but that morning, uh, I prayed again, and the Lord revealed to me and gave me peace about it. And I asked, "Was it this you, Lord, that mm -hmm. opened the door for me to go back?" And He showed me. Yeah, it was Him that showed me. He had some things He was gonna do, you know, for as financial that I could. Do do that, so I mm -hmm. it gave me a peace about it, cause I was definitely seeking, cause I had guys was planning on things of myself. He said his ways is higher than our ways, his thoughts is higher than our thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I sought him and got peace about it, and now I'm just settling, you know, and going back to work for a little while. But he told me to uh, get things together, and he got planned. Mm -hmm. Plans, higher plans. So it's just like he, you know, he give you things, he opened the door for you to take care of what you need to take care of at the, at the moment. But he he got more you seek him, he'll open. He got greater, he said, greater things he have for you. So, you know, you know, it, it's a blessing to just to, uh, be obedient in that time. And Amen. like you say, you let that, let him expand your territory. Right. It is, he know you. He know, you know he got greater things for him, and you seeking him and seeking out what he have, and not what we have for ourselves. And and if I would sit at home, I probably would have been bankrupt or a broker, mm -hmm. uh, you know, bill collectors calling and all that. But he has a uh, has his way of doing things, and not we do it the godly way, the spiritual way. Mm -hmm. Follow the guide, his guidelines, his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding that we'll uh, be pleasing in his sight, amen. And we have that peace that surpasses all understanding, you know, amen. We can just rest in what we do and not be, uh, you know, easily shaken in, the, in our flesh and everything. So amen. that's a blessing, amen. Amen. God is looking for us to understand how to manifest and highlight what God is looking for. Let, let, let me say it this way. 
I want, we were talking about in Christ, okay, and learning how to navigate being in Christ, all right? I don't think we really understand what, how to manifest great faith. How many of you know it takes faith to please God? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so we got to understand how to manifest greater faith, which God accepts. For without faith is impossible. So I have to learn what what is faith and how and what is the greatest capacity of faith so I can know what God is expected of me. And how to be consistent in that walk of faith. If I'm if we're saying we're walking in faith, I got to know what the extension of faith is. I got to know what real grace and the extension of what my maturity, what God will, uh, uh, what he looks at as the mature me. Okay. And so when we're talking about levels in Christ, we got to understand that the levels will determine how much you're able to handle, how much you're able to hold, how much you're able to overcome how much you're able to uh, uh, access pertaining to life and godliness. Because what did he say? Grace and peace be multiplied. In what? The knowledge. So I'll never attain all that, I'm, I was, that was promised to me. Was it promised to me? How many of you know you got some things promised to you? The Bible said we're heirs. We're joint heirs of Christ. In Christ. In. I'm wrapped in Christ. I'm a new creature. So when the Bible says his divine nature that we may escape, he's saying I need to learn how to stay wrapped so I can escape the corruption and stay in the divine alignment so I can access all that was promised, all that my divine nature was called to live from. Okay? Somebody say divine nature. Which means you're not supposed to be normal. Guys, what we call high level anointing and all that stuff is really a lot of just jargon that we see. I'm not saying people ain't anointed. All of us are anointed. We learn that. But we look at it not from the real place of authority. You know, as you were talking, God gave me, I was going to say this secret for Sunday. Y'all lucky tonight. Y'all ready? Y'all want to know it tonight? Y'all want to know what God called real authority? Y'all ready? All right. Let, let, let me pull over my notes here. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Hallelujah. Go to Luke real quick. Go to Luke 7, and we're going to read verse 6. Tell you what, for the sake of, for the sake of context, I want you to go to four, uh, Luke 7, and we're going to read from 4. Go ahead and read that for me. Mm-hmm. 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 Stop right there. A sinner. Y'all see. <laughs> a sinner is proclaimed as having the greatest faith. Why? Watch this. Write this down. Because he took him at his word. I can shout right now. 
which means the greatest faith to God is when you take him at his word. Ah, when you learn to take God at his word, he said, you don't even have to tell him that you ain't got to come lay hands on me. You ain't got to go pray. ten. No, no, just say the word. Watch this, because I understand the principles that govern authority. He's saying something here. I am a man under I am a man in authority. When I say they do. So he's got what's this? He have principles that govern order divine listen, he have order, he have principles that govern word. When I say it, they have to do it. So because I understand this level of authority, uh-uh, you a king. Just say it. And I know it's done. God, Marvin, I have never seen faith like this. So when we're talking about being in Christ, when you come to the knowledge of who God is, it's not, watch this, you don't have the need, you don't need ten prophets. You just need the word. Ah, you know, we, we, we got we to pray up for, for, for this, this one. <laughs> Are y'all catching this? Which means you, you know you matured when you can take God at his. So how many times you gamble with God's word in a day? Are y'all catching me? So he, God equated that he would say, just say the word. I, you mean, oh, I just say the word. All I have to do is. Man don't live by bread alone, but by every that. So when you start learning how to live from the preceded word, you're living in the you're living in high level faith. When I'm learning to live from the preceded word, I'm living from high level faith. It's called pestio faith. We'll learn that definition later. <laughs> pestio, uh, we talk about oh. The level of faith. When you learn to take God at his word, when you learn to live from the progressive word, faith is progressive. Faith is never stagnant. Okay. Yes, sir. Pestio. P-S-T-E-O. It, that's a, it's a, in the Greek. Yeah. So sometime when you see in the Bible, it says faith. When you look that word up, it, that means pestio. That means without doubt. That means it's seeing something. You, you, you don't necessarily have to touch it to know it. That's the highest level of faith. Uh, let me take a step, a couple of steps down. Y'all bringing me too, too far into that. <laughs> Are y'all learning something tonight? So what? See now, y'all can do Bible study on this scripture. This is the highest. God, Jesus said, "I have never seen such faith like this in Israel. I've never seen it." Whoa! You talking to a, a man? You talking about a sinner? Oh, but you think because you've been in church for twenty years, you got the highest level of faith? But do you take him at his word? Ah, ya brastatai. So God is looking for those who would take him at his. 
So what is he working on you to do? Ah. Glad, bride. Mm. Hmm. I'll go home on that right there. I'm full right there. Glory to God. Are y'all catching this? Yes, sir. But let's take it a step further. Yeah, that, that, absolutely. Spirit and in truth. Absolutely. Why in truth? Because you can try to serve in spirit, but the spirit, watch this. You're going to be, it's, it's going to be bent. Why? Because you, you, you're trying to do the spirit thing, but it's not in truth. What is in truth? In truth is coming into the knowledge of his word. Can I take him at his word? Yeah. Amen. Why? Now, let's talk about why. Why can you take him at his word? Because he's already overcome all things. Let me ask you, have God overcome all things? Why does it seem like sometimes we make the devil as if God is still battling the devil? Are y'all hearing me? God is not battling the devil. We battle because of our, our mind. So when we step and be enwrapped in Christ, this is why most of the church still think they're sinners. See, this is why we got to be retaught. How many of you heard you, you are a sinner? How I many you know that's not the Bible? The Bible says, for all have sinned. You can't be in Christ and a sinner. It's impossible. You cannot be the righteousness of God and a See, that we, how, how can we move on in Christ if we, we don't even know who we are? Are y'all catching what I'm saying? How can you move in Christ if you don't even believe who you are in Christ? Because when you, you, listen, anything you focus on becomes your idol. You keep focusing on too long. That's why God never called you to focus on your sin. He said, grow in the knowledge of me and your sin will fall off. That's why he said, when you grow in me, watch this, you'll learn to be wrapped in your divine nature. And by default, the corruption of the world through lust will fall off. That's what we just read. When, which means when I learn to be wrapped in my divine nature, the corruption of the world through lust cannot Detour me. Even when I mess up. See, in Christ you mess up. See, the difference between sinners and being in Christ, sinners, watch this, stay in sin. Watch this. I didn't say battle. They, this is their lifestyle. But the church haven't taught Christians that. We've been teaching Christians that they're sinners, and that's a lie, and they'll never grow because they think they're sinners. So when you teach Christians that they're sinners and they're and they're they really don't like keep doing what they're doing. Now, the question is why they keep doing. That's another story. That's that's where we're going to grow and to learn. But if you're telling a, a Christian that don't like their sin, but to keep doing it, Paul said, listen. I do what I don't want to do. <laughs> There's a war in my members. Why, why do we do what we don't want to do and what I do want to do, I don't do? That's what he said. 
He said, what I found is there is a war. In my, there's a, 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 a law in my members warring against the spirit of life. So what keeps you out of that? The law. It's the what? Why the law? Why the law keep people in sin? Y'all all right with this tonight? I know we're we going we just kind of skating around, but why does the law, why do y'all think the law keep people in sin? Right. Right. But why? But why, why, why? Go a little deeper. Why, why, why is it? Not even deeper. Why, why, why do, why do we continue in that sin? Because of the law. But what is the law doing? Right, right. But this is why, okay? This is what the law does. The law makes you work. Okay? What does the law do? Okay, so this is why the law can never fulfill what Christ did. Because the law puts you to work. So you're trying to work your way to please God rather than living from a place of being pleased from God. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? So if we don't teach the church that you cannot work your way to please God, but you got to learn how to live from being pleased from God. This is why. Listen to me. I don't care how much we're going to jam it, jam it, jam it. We don't have this. Right now, we're in a dispensation of grace, and we're still not preaching it. We're in a dispensation of grace, and we're still not preaching it. Because we don't know it. We're still in law, in a law mindset. Listen to me. Let me help everybody out. Everybody go through sin. Watch this. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What? You telling me grace abounds? <laughs> <laughs> y'all all right with this I'm, I'm trying to set a principle in our mind so we can really understand it. I, I believe before we can hit those high notes in, in realms we got to deal with these low notes okay because shall we continue and say, what is he saying the capacity of sin leaves the open door for God's grace to fill I just gave you something there how many of you come from a, 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 a you know a, a life back then before you before Christ and some even in Christ? Hallelujah, glory to God. But what we're doing is we are we are uh, we're not setting the pattern that Jesus set, okay? And what I mean by that is Christ came that we we can be delivered from sin, out of sin. Let me give you a couple of more scriptures here before we have to get out of here. Mm. Now, what, so so God's 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 directive, God's priority, is that you come into a greater level of resistance from what sin, which means I have to come into a greater level and the capacity of the knowledge of God. Which means if I come into the knowledge of God, that means by default I came into the love of God. Because God is what? Love. The Bible says we're growing into the depths and the heights 
This is how we're becoming one, growing and learning the depths and the heights of the love of God. The wits, the height, the heck, this love that surpasses all understanding. Okay? So th this is what he's doing, all right? Write this down. Your growth in God or in the spirit is equivalent to your resistance of the flesh. Which means you got to learn how to come into a greater, when you come into a greater level of love and knowledge, you come into a greater level of, love, uh, of resistance of the flesh. Yes, sir. Your growth in the spirit is equivalent to your resistance of the flesh. Go to Hebrews 12 for me real quick. Hebrews 12. This is why many believers are not as powerful. Listen to me. They might be logically empowered, but they're not spiritually empowered. Why? Because there, where there's no resistance, there's no manifestation of power. Or I can say authority. Because why? That power is diminished. It's not saying you don't have it. It just can't manifest in the capacity of what you have. Let me say something. No, I'm not going to say that tonight. Yeah, I am going to say that tonight. Can I, can, I, can I be very honest with everyone? Can I be really honest with you? You are not, watch this, watch this. You will never be more anointed than you are right now. I'm going to shock your mind. I'm going to shock your mind. You will never be more anointed than you are right now. You say, what are you talking about? How, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, you. how many of you know Christ Jesus is in you? So the anointing don't grow as if another Christ is coming in you. You have all the Christ that you need. It's just the Christ that you have you don't know. So... We've been lied to thinking that we got to do something to get more Christ. No, you have all that you're supposed to have. The problem is not what you have. The problem is what you know you have. <laughs> so the adversary works on you based on what you know or don't know you. I know y'all haven't heard this. I know it, it, it's new. It, he work, I'm giving you the truth. I, I like to break it down simple and plain. He's working on what you don't know you have. You are already anointed. You are already powerful. When God saved you, he didn't leave anything outside of himself when he came into you. So what are you waiting for? We're waiting for us. Oh, that explains why I need to learn to resist. Why? So I can learn to grow up in the knowledge. Did anything come in? Or was something coming out? We have this treasure in what? I'll say, so is, was anything coming in was, or was something coming out? All right, I'm going a little too fast tonight. Let me slow down. You have the treasure. Somebody say, I have the treasure. Okay, you have the treasure. So let me ask you something. You're looking for the treasure, but you already have the treasure.
So, so is the anointing trying to come in to go out or is it in and then it just need to go out? Ah, so you already have it. So the, 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 the reality of your, the, the anointing is your capacity in the knowledge of God. <laughs> Are y'all getting this? Glory to God. Know who he is. Those who come to God must believe that he is. Watch this. And that he is a real. I got to teach on the real re the reward too. Amen. All right. Let me, I'm going to give you two more and I know we got to get out of here. How many of y'all been blessed by this? Now, let me, you know what I really feel. Let me, let me go to Genesis real quick. 14, 15. Because somebody say I'm an overcomer. Come on. You got to know you're an overcomer. You, you can't allow the adversary. It's, it, listen, it's one thing to be tired because you're working. It's one thing to be tired because you got a lot going on in the world and a lot going on in your schedule. But it's another thing for, to, to be wrestling in your mind with the with adversarial movement. Well, y'all keep hearing what I'm saying. It's, it's another thing to be wrestling with demonic thought patterns. Come on, I don't know about you. I don't want to be a mental slave. I don't want to be an emotional slave the rest of my life. I, I want to learn to walk in freedom and, and to, the totality of freedom and come into the overflow of freedom. Amen. Now, Genesis 3, 14. Watch this. I'm sorry, Genesis 3. I might have said it wrong. Genesis 3, verse, verse 14 through 15. I, I'm trying to give us context to the knowledge. We, we started our scriptures understanding grace and peace is multiplied in the knowledge. And, and we've, we learned that we can escape the corruption of this world and through lust. We can escape it, he says, by walking in God's divine nature. So if we learn to live in the divine nature, we can escape the, the uh, nature that sin and lust, which is produced through the adversarial assignment. Uh, 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 that's going on. And this is why we have to understand Christ Jesus, because Christ paid for. What we did don't have to pay for. Which means we can just get it right. We can say, Lord, forgive me from God repentance and just get it, get back in order and get right. Okay. But if we keep allowing the adversary to have more light, more liberty in our mind, what we're really doing is giving him more access than he's supposed to have. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? What I'm trying to do is set a, 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 a platform to help you stop, stop giving the adversary so much weight. Rather, learn who God is. Because the adversary doesn't have a license without the law. Y'all know, y'all missing it. He doesn't have license without the the law. So the blood of Jesus came to set us free 
from a law that God will destroy. So the blood of Jesus protect us from God. <laughs> All right. Y'all better slow me down. I'm, I, I don't want to go too deep here. What is the blood of Jesus really covering us from? Ah. He, put, he told him, put it on the doorpost. Who's sending the angel? Who sent the angel? God. What was God after? Sin. I, come on, I'm sending us here. All right, if you're confused, let's it. Let, let me explain. He's, so he was, he's after what? Sin. But he died to set us free from. So when you don't know that you're free from. You stay in sin and you don't realize you're wrapped in Christ. So your sin thought, your sin nature is what's actually keeping you in the awareness and the capability of the law. Are y'all catching this? Which means, what am I doing? Watch this. That the adversary has license to continue to accuse, and I'm, I'm taking that accusation as an agreement. For example, let me ask you something. When you're feeling real spiritual and you haven't felt like what you perceive as sin, don't you feel bold? How many of y'all feel, you feel like you're a little more bolder? Why do you feel more bolder? Say that again, mama. Oh, because you're clean. But see, we, I, I thank you for that. We feel more bolder because we feel like because we haven't sinned for a long time or something, we're getting bolder in, in not doing something. But what God is trying to teach us is even yet you was a sinner, I still died. So it wasn't even that your sin, it was just my righteousness. So if your lack of sin is building you more stronger, watch this. The more you sin is breaking you. Yeah, uh, 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 maybe, uh, are y'all catching this? If the, watch this. If you're, if you're counting on your works of your lacking of sin, because it has to be your, because it, it, you're bringing your own judgment on what sin is. Oh, y'all catch me. So now you feel bolder because of what you perceive as your lack of sin. So if your lack of sin is making you more bolder, watch this. That's why the law does what it does when you do sin. It makes you, it breaks you more down. What's, what's the problem here? What's the problem here? It's not your works. It's you, you didn't die for you. This is in Christ Jesus. So you are you bold because of Christ Jesus or are you bold because you didn't sin? Yes, ma'am, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Are y'all catching that? 
So when we learn to be wrapped in the divine nature, you stop being sin conscience. Okay? Because your sin conscience, watch, watch this, is what's bringing you into the adversarial movement in nature. Because, watch this, so if it's bringing you there, did you have what it took for freedom? Yeah, you did. You just didn't know. Amen. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Glory to God. So what, what scripture did I tell you to go to? Genesis 3. Genesis 3, and we're going to read verse 14 through 15. When you get there, somebody read really quick for me. Genesis 3. Genesis 3. Uh huh. Thou art. Thank you. Thou, um, let me get where I am. Thou art cursed mm -hmm. above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Mm -hmm. Upon thy belly shall thou go. And dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. Stop right there. I'm sorry. He's already cursed. People of God, let me tell you something about the serpent. Let me tell you something about that. He's already cursed. You are not cursed. You're blessed. Continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Now where we are? 15. Right? 15. Yes, ma'am. I will put enmity which is deep-seated hatred i studied this <laughs> uh -huh. between thee and the woman and it shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel mm. did you stop right there what, i just wanted to get this thing out to you he is cursed he is what so how is somebody cursed watch it you know what a curse does to you a curse make you can't you can't win if you curse. You can't win. If God puts a curse, you listen to me. You're bound to law. You are a loser. So God said, "I curse you all the days of your life." So let me ask you a question: Why do you give so much weight to something that's cursed? Labrastai. Are y'all catching this? We give it weight when we live by the law of the word, not the liberty in the spirit. Are y'all catching this? He is what? Watch this. The Bible says he's already, he's been put under our. Yes. Is that, like you said, he's cursed he'll never be able to come to god we aren't cursed we are the blessed children of god and mm -hmm. if we do sin we we can repent he can't repent right and like you said why are we <laughs> he's in a le lesser state than us mm -hmm. and we we um give him too much authority right yeah because that, that that makes a lot of sense Yes. He's under our feet. He's less than us. He can never repent. He can never come back to God. But we can because of the redemption work of Christ. 
Amen. 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 Yes, ma'am. So good. So good. Amen. That's it. That's it. And that's what I want us to understand. When you are in Christ, you're wrapped. Listen to me. You don't lose. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? In Christ, you don't have to fear. You know, I wanted really to talk about divine protection, and I was going, I was going to break down the blood of Jesus and how all this stuff works and how God really looks at his children. But, but I really want us to understand in Christ. But we, our language exposes our knowledge. Our exposes our knowledge. And this is why we have to grow up and take him at his word. Hallelujah. <laughs> you, 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 come on, everybody's saying some because, good stuff. Because, um, Because um, uh-huh. he's cursed through eternity and mm-hmm. Jesus was sent to cover us. Yes. So that we have an opportunity to repent and turn away from my sin and to to serve God and have that relationship with God. Uh-huh. And when you were speaking earlier, you know, I was hearing that um, we perish because of the lack of knowledge. The more we know of God, the mm-hmm. better off we are. Yeah. The more that we can grow in spirit, the more that we'll grow and manifest. Yes. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. I think that's it. Amen. Amen. That's it. The first scripture. Second Peter. No, you're fine. Second Peter one, two through four. And for the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. So grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge. Grace and peace is what? Through the knowledge, which means you can't grow in grace and you can't grow in peace. If you got grace, you should have peace. If you're really walking in the grace of God, there should be the peace of God. Because the grace of God proves you're in the faith of God. Are y'all catching me? So if I'm really in the positional faith of God, and I'm walking in the grace of God, I should be in the peace of God, which means I'm growing in the knowledge of God, which means what I used to pray for, now I just say for. This is why some Christians, and, and, and I've learned this, to, to sometimes when you get around people who know God on a level that you don't know God, just be quiet. Because you might can learn something that something you've been praying for, now you learn how to just say it. We just learned what great faith was. He said, just speak the word. Jesus, I've never seen great faith. So when I can take God at his word, that's the greatest faith I can have. Come on, how many of y'all ready to take God at his word? You you caught it, huh, Kim? When I can learn to take him at his word. When I'm not debating and I need five confirmations and ten prophecies. When I can take him at his word. But the reason why we need ten prophets and we need eight confirmations is because our intimacy level is not close enough. So logically we're there, but the Bible says love, knowledge puffs up, 
But love edifies, which means you have the knowledge, but it's puffing you up without the edification of the love of God. Most of the things Christians counseling today is not it's not logic. It's not the necessarily knowledge. The problem is the edification part. That's the biggest problem with the church. You know why? The letter has been taken over. When you see the lack of edification and you see more masquerading of knowledge, but it's law knowledge. What did I say? It's what? So the letter kill it. That's what your Bible says. Which means if I'm being knowledgeable, but I'm, I'm not I'm not commensurate in in love, in edification, I can be dangerous with that knowledge. Yes. I, I, I got to get commensurate in that love. Sometimes just because I know something, I got to be commensurate in love because I can use it wrong. I'm saying something here. This is why some of you, I say this all the time. I, and listen to me. I, I give you secrets all the time. But some of you, you're not praying for you all the time. You might have the knowledge of it, but you're not praying for you. You're praying to go communicate love, edification. At least you use that word wrong on somebody that you wasn't prepared emotionally to deal with them. So it's not about you just was right. That's that's the problem. Well, I'm right. Uh, yeah, but you was nasty right. And, and that didn't work for anyone. That's what he mean, the letter kill it. That's not the oracle of God. That's not being the oracle of God. God is gentle. God knows how to use his words wisely and with the compassion and the aura of that word that brings impact into a life. Which means there's a grace. The Bible says don't speak without producing the grace. Speak with the grace of God so somebody can attain the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 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 So, no knowledge. I'm going to move on. Excuse me. Verse four. Whereby are given us exceeding great precious promises. Ah, y'all brought me back to this. Now, I, I told you I was trying to move on. Y'all done brought me back to the first scripture. Now I'm ready to go again. <laughs> Whereby we are given unto exceeding great and precious promises. That by these ye may be partakers. Can somebody read this? I, I'm trying to show y'all something. God is saying, watch this. Whereby we are given unto, I'm reading out of the King James on this, this scripture. So if you have a different version, it might say a little different. On us exceeding great and precious promises. That by this. Which means God wants to bless you. How many of y'all know God wants to prove himself to you? Now, what I didn't say is he wanted you to think that the bless. Watch this. He want you to make the blessing to God. I didn't say that. I said he wants to bless you. I didn't say he wanted you to make the blessing to God, though. But God has to bless you. You know why? He knows that your soul need it so you can deal so you can deal wisely with his spirit. 
See, some of us are disgusted. We, 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 are, we are mad and internally because our surroundings are not proving what God said. But we're trying to use the spirit to get where we don't understand how to, where we are in the soul. And what happens is when you're not concealed and you have not considered the soul, that's where the letter starts to try to do some stuff where we haven't understood how to rightly divide and rightly align ourselves in the spirit. Amen. I got to give you this one last thing before we roll out of here. Watch this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. What we're talking about, we're in Christ, but mighty in God. So the weapons of our warfare are not, they're not what? What is carnal? Carnal is common. Just think, they're common to man. Many things, Jesus said, many things that's common to man. Were you called to live in the common or called to live in the divine nature? Are y'all catching me? So, so no, weapons of our warfare are not. So you think because you saying some stuff from the natural realm is going to do something? It's not carnal. It's mighty through God for mighty in God. For, for, for pulling down strongholds. Casting down what? Now watch where these arguments are coming from. And every high thing that what? Exalt itself against the... Which means, watch this. When you have knowledge, nothing should be exalted above it. Which means you only live to the exaltation of the knowledge. Ah, y'all, I'm trying to go, I'm trying to get out of here. Y'all making me tiptoe in the deep end. That's why some of us, listen to me, that's what we say. You should be teachers by now. What others been praying for, you should be able to teach them in. Where where others have been at at the school, at tutoring door, please help me, please. Lord, please help me at the tutoring door. And the teacher walk in, what's wrong with you? I know how to work this problem. I just have to train you. Was God, watch this. Was God intact? Was the answer there? What happened? The knowledge wasn't there. So, so, so what I want you to understand, and we're going to do one more scripture here. We cast down arguments. The problem is we haven't learned how to cast the argument down. And I'm going to show you why. Continue. Uh, Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience. And this is our problem. When your obedience is fulfilled. When what? There is something about the knowledge of God. Watch this. There's something about. The realm of God. God does not open up until you're tested for authenticity. Can I prove that? How many of you, when you, come on, you know your steps in life. Watch this. 
How many of you knew when you was over with something, you felt another realm open? When you was over, you knew, like, you know you're not dealing, you, you, you come to the knowledge of it, and now you're you overdoing that. But there, there was a realm that opened. So God knows there are certain things until you can pass the test, Jesus, in the wilderness, until you can be authenticated into this realm. If I allow you there too early, it, it's dangerous because you don't have the knowledge or the capacity to uphold in that realm. Why? Watch this. You allow lower level voices to manipulate you from the table that I made for you. It wasn't about a battle. Jesus, God is not battling the devil. This is our problem again. In fact, the adversary needs to, watch this, he has to be approved to even do what he's doing. That's, that's what we don't want to talk about. Wait, what you talking about? You talking about God? God is, no, God, the Bible says there ain't no sin in God. But what, he's, what he allows is different. Why he allows it is different. It doesn't mean God put a curse on. Uh, no, 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 no. God didn't do it. And why is he allowing it? Or are we allowing it? <laughs> All right. Glory to God. I know we. I think I done gave y'all enough for the night. Kim's sitting there like, all right, I'm trying to work on the, the other two that you were doing. I want us to understand. Listen, you got to discern your battles. You got to learn to discern your what? Everything that we might be perceiving as, as, as being overcome, God has called you to be the overcomer too. Amen. Uh, Hallelujah. How many of you have been blessed by this so far? So I want to go one more place for me. Hebrews 3. Go to Hebrews 3. Now, we, we, were, we were going over, and I'm going to touch this one more time. We, we're learning how to live from Christ, be in Christ. Somebody say in Christ, which means when you've learned to walk in Christ, you're wrapped with the divine nature of Christ, which means when you're wrapped in the divine nature of Christ, there are certain things that you should not watch this, that your commonality shouldn't be responding to. Yes, your commonality shouldn't be what? Which means because you're in the divine nature now. OK, you're not. No How many of you know God didn't call us to live normal? No, he didn't. He called you to walk in the divine nature. That's why he called you new creatures. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, what did I say? What, what scripture? Hebrews 3. And I also I want to reinforce this. This is why the Bible is telling us what, what, what principle did I get y'all to write down? You, you can only grow in the spirit. As much as you have resistance to the flesh. As much as you have what? So resistance to the flesh equates to trusting God. But you got to be tested for authenticity. 
How do you know that? How do you know somebody ain't a cheater until they tested to be one? I, ain't, I don't know why they cheating, but you've never been tested to be one. How do you know that somebody not a, a, a thiever until they tested to? Let me leave a little money around you. See what you do. Act like I forgave, forgot it. Are you catching me? You can say you're not, you're not, you're not a thief all, all you wanted to until you test it for what? Authenticity. And so we got to be tested for authenticity. That's why the Bible says you have not yet resisted to, to the point of blood shed against sin. Why is he saying that? He's saying my highest level of for you to learn how to bypass your corrupted stages is learning how to stand and know I'm God and resisting sin. Why sin? I know we talked about a lot of things. Why sin? Why sin? Y'all remember why sin? Because the adversary uses it against you. Accusing. Day and night. And so what you have to understand is if he's accusing, 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 and you saying, I did do it, I did do it, I did do it, you're going to continue that until you learn how to come up in Christ. Absolutely. Amen. All right. Let me give you all this last thing. Now, somebody read uh, Hebrews 3, and we're going to read 12 through 14. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's stop right there. Now, sin is what? Deceitful. Sin is what? Which means if you don't learn how to get your identity in Christ, you will be deceived in the deceitfulness of sin. Amen. God is wanting us, and I'm going to close here. God is wanting us to learn how to walk with him. Now, I talked about the law a lot tonight also because I want you to understand this. We've been bought up by the law too much. We have law, 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 and God is trying to transform our minds to realize his grace. We are in a grace dispensation, and we're still not preaching it. Or we're not preaching it in balance. It's the love of God that leads men to re. Why the love of God? Based on all that we talked about tonight, why? I want you to think about. Let's retract what what, I, what was said. Why the love of God leads men to repentance? Why the love of God? Well, let me say it like this. Why not the law of God? Amen. And I heard you what you said, Kim. You're absolutely right. But I don't, I don't, I can't conceive the law of God if I don't know the love of God. Watch this. That law is written down on paper. This law is written down on your, ah, 
which means if you're trying to control people based on the paper, you'll never get it. This is our problem right here. And I always tell believers this, and I know I shock some, and especially people who've been in certain churches. You can't tell people to go read the Bible when you're not the open Bible. People don't get saved because they read the Bible. People get saved because they believe the word of faith. Ah, I'm all right. I don't have time to go through this. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Well, you you want to grow in God? Go read the Bible. You don't even she don't she been trying. It don't work. So why are you not an open book? The Bible says you are an epistle. Come on, open book. Show them God. But we've been living from bread alone. Yet he said the letter kill it. But only the spirit can bring it. Right. So many people are on life support. You know why? Because of the letter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. Many people on life support. You know why? Because of the letter that's been killing. But we've been missing on the spirit that brings life. People of God, the harvest is plentiful. You know what the problem is? The laborers. Which means we have to learn how to live. I'm going to close this because I don't want to open no more scriptures tonight. Hallelujah. Our issue is we have to learn how to live in Christ. Which means when I'm wrapped in Christ, I live from the divine nature. I live from the mind of Christ. Okay? And when I live from that place, watch this. I'm living from a place of authority. So like I shared you my a testimony on what, what I said about the phone call. How, how do you someone do that? How can somebody feel like they're oppressed in their mind from some witch? And I get on the phone like it's nobody. And I just pray and say, oh, I, I feel it's gone. It, whatever that was. What, what, I, I wasn't afraid. What was the difference between both of us? It wasn't my works. It was grace and peace being multiplied through the no the knowledge of what? The finished work. He's already finished it. So the room that you're getting and the rooms that you're allowing is because you don't know it's already finished. Somebody say it is finished. Okay, so if he finished it. Why am I still working it? I'm entertaining it because my emotional and my psychological self is still sold somewhere in my soul. So that means I'm still considering other options, other arenas. This is why you need to learn to test yourself very well. Somebody say test yourself. Yeah, let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Yes, sir.
Right, right. Well, you, 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 you can't, faith is not something we say. Okay? Faith is not something, sometimes you can even do stuff in faith, but you don't understand it. That Right. So, so, but God, what was great faith? What, what did he tell the, the man in authority? The man in authority said, you just speak the word. I have never seen such great faith. What? Which means he learned to take him at his, that, because he said, I'm a man in authority. I understand authority. The problem with believers, we don't understand. So when God speaks, you undermine what he just said. That's why even when apostle comes, we do, listen, why? When the God speaks, he speaks better than preachers. How many of you know God, God preaches the better, best message? But we've been, watch this, it doesn't mean that just because the presence of God and, 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 and a good word comes, okay? It doesn't mean that we've mastered authority. But I want you to understand the highest level of faith is you understanding the authority of the word. The word is a what? Authority. Just like when a police officer or something, a, a light by the door, you stop because of the uh, you you scared, don't you seen all that stuff on TV? You scared. Why? Because you sense what? So why are you not afraid when the word comes forth? Why are you not afraid when the word of God says, I want you to get up and I want you to put your plate down and you and me gonna walk? Why? Because when authority speaks, are you being a steward of authority? Are you still undermining his authority for your own law? That's why I was testing you all. I wanted to show you that we think we are righteous because we've been okay for two weeks. You didn't say, oh, you didn't curse today. It's a manipulation of the mind making you work. And you're thinking God is approving you more. No, that's a lie. Your righteousness is as filthy. So until we come to learn to stand in the Christhood of Christ Jesus. When we sin. When I repent, godly repentance, come into godly repentance. At that moment, watch this. I'm made as pure as I am now to two weeks ago to two months ago, to two years after. Are y'all catching me? So you put a moratorium over your growth for two months because of what you've been doing. And you know, I think God is mad. Ah, read your Bible. Get close to him. Amen? Stand to your feet if you can. How many of y'all blessed by that tonight? How many of you, listen, no, no, no. How many of you got a principle out of that? See, when, when, when we teach, we look for principles. What's a principle? Something that you can hold to, that you can you know how the operation of. Does that make sense? 
learn to live from Christ. And come out of your own works. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? How many of y'all know the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth? So the promise is in the, being an heir of Christ. It doesn't mean that he only know what you're going to do in church. Don't y'all know God is wise? God, God, if he's going to save the world, God is going to give you a mind that know how to navigate in realms. So we think tongues is just for church. Stop that. Some of you need tongues for writing that book. Some of you need tongues for starting that business. Some of you need tongues for, for upgrading it as a, in your job. But you only use it when you come to church. You only try to put the mind. You don't need it for church. Everybody listen to me. Come on. You need it for the world so you can learn how to impact something. Rabakata. Do you do that when you come out of here? Is that your lifestyle to keep the mind of God on? Or is it only when you come to church to please people? Are y'all catching what I'm saying? God doesn't want any flesh to glory in his presence. And if we're going to deliver a world, we got to learn how to break the chains of the doctrine that's been conceived in our minds. When something don't work, don't keep doing it. Ask God, what is it? Watch this. God, what is the pattern and the principle that I'm not living from? And I can tell you the number one one that we don't live from. Watch this. Watch this. Being learned, learn to be in love. Yeah. If watch this, if we just spend time letting God love us, we'll that that'll kill half of it. There is no fear in. For perfect love cast out. Wait, wait, not just fear. How much? How much? So you gotta get out of all fear before you can even conceive the mind of God. At least you're trying to work up. You're trying to work something out of balance. <laughs> you're trying to love me in a relationship, but you're out of balance. It's like, like taking my wife on a date. I'm there, but I'm not there. She said, mm-hmm. <laughs> you catch me. Why? Because I'm there principally. But emotionally, I'm somewhere else. So, I'm going to pray tonight that we take God at his word. There is so much that God wants to do with us, but we got to learn to take him at his Growing in the knowledge and in the grace. Do y'all know what grace is? Grace gives you the ability to do what you can't do in your own capacity. 
So you keep talking about you're weak, but God said you're strong. So which one are you going to live from? You know, there are times I have this sign at my home, and I got to find it. My wife put it down somewhere when we were moving. And I got to find it because there are times I'll, I'll get down. How many of y'all, how many of y'all feel like sometimes you get in a pity party on yourself? And I ain't never, I ain't never get down. I ain't going to never do it. I, I, I'm, never, I'm just cycling. I'm standing. And there was this, 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 this scripture that kept poking out. For God's great mercy, we are not consumed. And some other stuff. And, and, and I kept looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, how dare I? Y'all don't. How dare I sit here in my pity party when God never expected me to come from my own strength? So it's pride, watch this, because we look at pride as being bold and, no, 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 no. What about the pride of your insecurity? See, we don't talk about the pride of insecurity. Jeremiah almost had it. Uh, uh, Moses, Moses, I can't speak. It's called the pride of insecurity. So I sat there in the spirit of the Lord. oh, 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 really? Oh, you weak? Uh huh. I don't know about listen. I don't know about y'all, but that's a lifter to me. What I'm I'm saying that to say, how dare you try to tell God what He died for you to walk in because of what you think about you, as if you bought you for you. I don't know about y'all, that changes my mind a lot. How dare I? Watch this. As if I even brought myself to where I am now. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that's freeing to me. How dare I? Oh, you brought yourself here. So now you can get tired from bringing yourself here, right? All right, hallelujah. I want to pray that we come and grow in the knowledge and the grace. Amen. How many of y'all, how many of y'all are hungry to know God more? How many feel like you're hungry to, not, not, I'm not talking about that past stuff that you used to. I'm talking about really, I'm really hungry to know God more. When you get to that point, watch this, it's nonstop growth. When you get to that point, it's nonstop acceleration. This is why believers have to be very careful in today's society, in today's world. This is why I see a lot of believers undermining new believers for what they're walking in. Because old believers been in their old ramifications for a long time. Listen, I'm not talking about old people. I'm not talking, listen to me. I'm talking about time in church. I remember when I started this church. We were like, what are you doing? You think you're going to start a church? Now, they didn't understand my levels of leading. They didn't understand that. But hey, look, I've been in church for 15 years. I think you think you're going to be a pastor now. Oh, tell you. Oh, you got to have thick skin to walk in this stuff. Somebody say thick skin. Because when you have a revelation, it's not a man don't make you. 
See, I've sit, sit, sit with many people and they show me their business cards and their websites and I say, oh, you ain't ready for this. Because if you think that makes your ministry, you are sadly mistaken. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? God wants you to take him at his word. Which means you got to get a word. And walk in that word. Come on, every morning you should be walking in the word. Every morning you should be what? If you don't walk in his word, you'll find one. You see why I wake up? I'm so, watch this. I'm thanking God. I'm working for the word. Why? Because if I don't get one, sing melodies. In, why you say think you say sing melodies in your heart? Pray in the spirit always. Why? Because whatever you're not fulfilled in, you will look to be fulfilled. Your soul will. Amen. God is wanting you to grow beyond measure. Beyond capacity. Your problem is actually your opportunity to grow. Your what? Problem is your what? You know why? Because every problem needs a solution. And that's why God waits for problems so he can create a solution. God had to make you in weaknesses. So he can be the strength. Amen? Amen. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. I thank you for every individual under the sound of my voice right now. Lord, I pray that we grow in grace and peace in the knowledge of who you are. Paul said, all that I may know you, with all that they knew, they just wanted to know you, God. The power of your resurrection and in the fellowship of your suffering. Father, we owe you all the praise and we give you all the glory. We thank you for tonight. We thank you for what you're doing in us, God. We thank you that the battle is already won. Oh, yeah, bro, Stein. I say we thank you because the battle is already won. So, Father, open my eyes that I may see. Open my ears that I may perceive. What is the hope? And the will of your calling on my life. Father, I pray acceleration. I pray greater grace. Come on, lift your hands on that. I pray greater grace. Some of you are about to come in greater knowledge. Watch this. Your it's going to be a battle. You know what you're battling with? Old doctrines that hasn't been tested. You know what you're going to battle with? Old doctrine. It's going to be a fight. That's what the Bible said, the war. You're warring against, watch this, principality and power and unseen realms. Warring against your mind, against the knowledge of God. So, Father, whatever I'm holding, 
and placing above your Christhood, we lay it down tonight. We lay it down tonight. And Father, we say, be and do what you are doing, God. You are God and God alone, and we thank you. Father, I thank you for the liberty in this house. I pray freedom tonight. I pray freedom tonight. Freedom of mind. I pray stability in this place. I pray stability, mental stability. Psychological stability. Come on, we will not be mental and emotional slaves. But we will learn how to stand and know that you are God. We will stand and know you're God. So God, we thank you. I really feel in my spirit, some of you, God is really trying to, sometime, with your hand lifted and your eyes closed, sometime God, want, listen, God is trying to get something to you. And he uses men of God to try to push you to where he is. But sometimes your mind is still captivated by what was. And so, Father, tonight we call a breaking of the past. We call a breaking of every lock, every stronghold of the past. And I pray freedom, God. Some of you, what you've been praying for is right there at the door. But he's calling you to be authenticated in your mind. To be authenticated to hold faith. So, Father, we pray and we know that we will overcome because you are the overcomer. We thank you for your grace and mercy tonight. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for freedom. You said it's yes and amen. And we say yes and amen. Yes and amen. Come on, say that with me. Yes and amen. Come on, say it again. Yes and amen. Come on, yes and amen. One more time. Yes and amen. Which means when the adversary brings something, you build a standard and say yes and amen. We will walk in freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God a hand clap if you can. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love you. Make sure you tell somebody good night. And thank you for coming out tonight. And we will see you all Sunday. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to continue to pray for your fellow members, fellow partners, and fellow believers. Amen. And pray for pasture as I'm in this moving process. Hallelujah.